Hey there, Pure Report listeners, Rob Ludeman here. And coming up, Paul Ferraro, our Senior Director of Technology Strategy, joins me for an excellent conversation all around kind of financial engineering, subscription models. Uh, He gives great examples of uh, industries, whether it's a coffee company or a fast food company, and relates that to IT. He makes some great connections and then talks about subscriptions and things that Pure is doing in this space relative to data management. So stay tuned for that. And really quickly, we'll keep promoting Accelerate 2019, September 15th through 18th. We will be in Austin. If you have not made your plans yet, please join us. Go to purestorage.com slash accelerate and register. We would love to see you there. Check out the sessions that are available on the session catalog. And you'll even get to see Weezer on our customer appreciation event night. So that will be very cool. And now Paul Ferraro, our senior technology director. Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and it is time to bring the orange. And today's special guest in town from the East Coast is Paul Ferraro, our Senior Director of Technology Strategy. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. Talk a little bit about coming to Pure. How long have you been here? What are your impressions? So I've been up here for four months. Four months. Four months, and I absolutely love it. Love it. What do you love about it? Well, I love the collaboration. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. And I also like the, the, the concepts around producing technology that's constantly innovating and never having to make additional investments, perhaps, because yeah. the technology is always evolving in an ageless concept. It was very appealing to me. That's, out, that's outstanding. Would you call yourself a, a classic IT person or have you had roles no. that kind of meander differently from that? I, I feel like yeah, definitely you come not. to us with different perspectives, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm definitely not a classic IT person. So I always look outside the industry uh, to be inspired. Okay. Uh, because what I've seen in, in, the, in, the, in large enterprise technology organizations is there's a lack of understanding as to the roles and responsibility that people actually deliver those services. And then you see these massive transformations where we're trying to automate everything, but yet we fundamentally don't understand what needs to be automated mm-hmm. because we don't understand the roles and responsibilities of the people that are managing it. So I look at fast food IT, as yeah. we talked about. Right, right. Right. And fast food IT, you observe the incredible nature of how that operation is automated and how they deliver on very standard standard approach at delivering services. Yeah. And, and I think which, the tr- the same can be applied to IT. Which which makes the outcome the same for the consumer, right? They go in and they have an expectation of what they're going to get and it's the same every time. How did you come upon these insights? What well, I want to take you back to your background a little bit. You know, you come to us at a, at a data management storage company, but I think you were involved in the financial industry yes. and other places, right? So, so I've been in the financial industry for about 15 years, okay. managing engineering teams, architecture teams, operations teams. And I gravitated towards how do you solve these problems? Yeah. And by listening to the teams that I was leading and the teams that led me as well in many circumstances and listening to my colleagues, I realized there were fundamental things that you had to do if you wanted to truly do a business transformation or, or, or a digital transformation. And these things were, were simple. They just were always overlooked. And uh, sometimes working very late night, I'd stop off at a fast food restaurant right. and, I, and I'd observe 
the way in which they went about their work. And I often looked at this and said, wow, this could be highly automated. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great example of how technology can automate these processes because the processes are understood and the roles that these people perform are completely understood. What's lacking in big enterprises, again, is the lack of understanding of what they do. But I think, you know, we talked about this um previously and really you still emphasize the people aspect of it right i think a lot right. of times a lot of times enterprises get wrapped up too much in the technology or they the do. widget or the they do. you know the server or the storage and all that but really for you your view and in your experience is that it, it almost has to start with the people being it has part to. of that process it right? has to the people have to go on the journey the people make the process work the mm -hmm. people provide the transformation, they deliver the transformation. So if these people don't understand what they're going to be doing or how they fit in and implementation begins, these transformations fail. And I've seen this over and over again where resources just don't know what their roles and responsibilities are. And as a result, these transformations are doomed to failure over and over again. Business transformation is about people, yeah. and that will drive your your digital transformation. So, what what is the what is the failure mechanism then? Is 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 the pace of innovation happening too quickly? To you know, do do, do enterprises move ahead? Well, I think and, with, and leave the people behind and go. Right. You know, we're, we, you know, these are things that we need to do. I don't know. Take cloud, right? We need to go do cloud. Right. Well, what does that mean? And what the, what kind of training do the people need? And what do they, how do they need to understand how to play their position or play their role? Right. I, I think it's, right? it's it becomes a very fundamental thing. I think what happens is is that when you put together these large programs, there's this sense of 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 believing that the program will run flawlessly over the course of a three or four year period, and that's just not the reality. Mm. So in order for that to happen, you have to accept the fact and or engineer for failure. And I don't even call it failure. I call it navigational turns that are normal with an extensive program or a long length multi-year program. So the way you achieve those things is change the way that you're buying and, 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 and the way that you're buying the technology. So with like, for example, subscription-based models, which is really right. what cloud is about, um, you, you, you enable the ability to do navigational, make navigational changes as you transform your business. And I think that's the fundamental difference. What happens with capital purchases, for example, is it drives you to deliver on those programs so quickly that you forget about the people, you forget about the process, you forget about those things. Oh, we'll figure that out as we go. Because you need to use those assets. Because you right? got to use those assets. You spend a whole bunch of money on a bunch of assets. So we need to go deploy, you know, as quickly there's, a new, as possible. there's a new shiny thing in the driveway. Let's go right. drive it before we've read the manual. Exactly. Something like that, right? Exactly. So you're driving so quickly, you leave everybody behind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, with, you know, if you're transforming a major infrastructure, if you step back and realize, why are you needing to go so quickly? Why don't you think about continuous innovation over time or put a mechanism together or a platform that allows you to continuously transform? And moving towards subscription models, for example, and if you look at fast food as an example, they have the ability to constantly change directions. So seasonality of, right. of, of Starbucks, yeah. right? One day you walk into Starbucks and you have a cup of coffee that's pumpkin flavored. They're still delivering it the same way, but the coffee flavor has changed. So you build a platform to continuously improve and deliver innovation and subtle little differences that make a huge difference. I used to love the green shamrock shakes at McDonald's oh, in March, and that was I love very much a, a seasonality yes. type of things. And then yes. they would go away, you know, just well, just like that. They, but that's the level of customization that you're talking about. Absolutely, that, 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 that these businesses can enable. Um, 
How, how do you translate that then to IT when IT fails to adapt or, you know, is IT moving in the direction of these subscription models enough now or they kind of mired in their old ways? I think that they're moving at a pace which is, uh, is not fast enough. I see. So I, I started this journey in 2009. I come from the financial industry and I was confronted with major problems. And those problems were deal with growth, mm-hmm. more infrastructure, and make sure the quality of the service improves and your SLAs improve and do it with, with no additional money. So how do you do those things? Or you declining to, budget. Or right? declining I mean, budget. That's not usually more the case. That, that's right? usually more the case. You get 20% fewer dollars or units to spend next year, yep. but you need to do five times more things. Absolutely. Something and like and you may have to lay off 10% of the organization in the process right? And or replace the organization. And it takes time for them to ramp up. So you're constantly in this process. So why not embrace it? Mm-hmm. Why not think about all those things that are normally happening and engineer around that? I think the industry is slow to adopt, but I will say the the industry has been rapidly adopting cloud, but only in the last four or five years. And I find it interesting when you ask people, if we can give you a cloud-like experience on-prem, would you do it? The answer is yes. But right. then you ask them if they want to do a subscription, oh, we're not interested. Hmm. Well, really, that's what a cloud is to a large degree. It's a subscription-based model that you play on demand. You pay on demand no different than IT, and it's highly standardized like a McDonald's. Why that mindset? Why, why then, I mean, if I can dig into the psyche of that decision-making, because that is something we can go offer is right. like, you know, we can give you a cloud experience in terms of the consumption, the agility, but why think, would you not do think, Are you stuck in your old ways or it, 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 it I think, seems new I think and scary? It, it, it's more, I think it's continual, continuing to educate and have these conversations. Okay, right. And also n- not only educate, but to, to learn how these models are evolving. The world has moved towards a usership economy. There's no doubt. Um, every major company in the world is offering subscription-based models. And many of the themes are consistent, which is... Uh, I want to be able to spend more time with my children. So why do I want to go to a mall and now buy yeah. sneakers? Yeah, I can subscribe the to sneakers. subscription clothing and sneakers is fascinating. It's fascinating, right? Just, right? just that, you know, you can get a new outfit every week right. or a new set of outfits and that's what you do. And, and you know, let's not be ageist, but I think those that are maybe younger that are out there tend to embrace this more, although they do. it's starting to become pervasive everywhere. They do. They, they, they value their time, mm-hmm. right? You, no matter, you, money can't buy time. So it's uh, it's it's the this usership economy concept is in the past uh, you'd buy a car and they would sell you a car and now that experience has gravitated towards the the overall total user experience of the traveler in that car and the precious cargo in that car yeah right and all the telemetry data that you can you can you could create to learn about how you improve the experience of that traveler in that car. Right. You're not selling the car anymore. No, no. You're selling the experience. Right. And there's even extremes. I was listening to a podcast uh, last week, a technology writer was hosted on a program and she was speaking about how she just had sold her last car, meaning she was never going to own a car again. Spectacular. And that she believes in 10 years that car ownership will be, will be I viewed uh, similarly to how we might view horse ownership for transportation today. Yeah. Maybe a little further out than 10 years, but that was fascinating because now you're dealing with the experience and, you know, you pull up your rideshare app, you don't just get the chance at one car. You get multiple different ride experiences depending on what you want to pay for. Yeah, you get your choices. And perhaps the unit rate to consume those services is higher, but the supplier of those capabilities are taking the risks. So therefore, you may pay a little bit more per unit, but overall, you're 
you're, you're buying less units. Right. So your cost actually will be lower over time. And I think that's to the point you made earlier about why it's not being adopted. It's because generally, again, when you look at these big transformational programs, traditional CapEx models, you look at things in a very linear way. They're right. gonna, everything's gonna happen as you say it does in an Excel spreadsheet. But the reality is, Programs take many different directions. And, you know, I was in an Uber the other day. Yeah. And on the way to my destination, I changed I changed my destination. I yeah. wanted to stop yeah. someplace to pick up, uh, pick up some water. So that's the beauty of a subscription model is that it gives you incredible flexibility to make course corrections. With a capital model, you have no course corrections whatsoever. Well, and, and you know, let's say business priorities shift, right? Yes. Right. A new competitor comes into play or a new, a new product. Uh, that you hadn't expected, right, comes in. And if you're if you're stuck on that infrastructure that you're depreciating over four years, the answer is either put up another capital expenditure, which you don't want to do because right. your budgets are declining. But if you had a subscription model, then you could maybe more agile, you know, in a more agile fashion, shift to address whatever that competitive pressure was or a different business need, or right. maybe there's an acquisition, right? I mean, that's a messy thing in its own right when you have, you know, different different sets of equipments being merged together. Yes, absolutely. And a subscription model really, you know, helps you to 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 get around that. Right. And I think with with the 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 greatly anticipated fifth generation network. Yeah, 5G. Talk 5G. about that a little bit. It, right. it, it's, right. it's, it's going to change the world. That's the data utility kind of concept well, that we're moving towards. I mean, the right? internet of things, the ability to move and access uh, information and uh, the uploading and downloading of information, you know, pure network, the speeds are going to be absolutely, um, well, they're going to drive the ability to move data between clouds. Right. So therefore, the, 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 the provider of cloud technology really needs to up their game Mm -hmm. They need to provide incredible capabilities that differentiate themselves and consumers with, with on-premise type cloud solutions that are highly customized, integrating those services is going to be really the next, the next most important thing. Operationalizing it like a McDonald's or a Starbucks is really the key to these, these, uh, these big transformational type events. Yeah. It's got to be in a utility fashion, right? I mean, today you flip on a light switch, you don't know where, no, you don't, you know, where the electricity is generated and guess what? You don't care, right. right? And I think that we're going to have to treat data the same way. We but do. it's going to take this, you know, this five G transformation as well to make it, right. you know, fast enough that it's available. But if you're a data, you know, provider and you can't play with these other clouds or these other technologies, you're going to be left behind. Mo mobility rules. You need to have mobility in the cloud. Hybrid cloud data mobility is everything. And in order to transform your business into that type of model, the people will deliver it, not the technology. So talk a little bit further, you know, and we've been honing a lot around subscription, right? right? And I right. think that's your big thing, right? That you've learned from these other industries, subscription and um, the ability to, to shift in whatever direction you want, even to customize, right? To, to, to bring out the shamrock shake or bring out the pumpkin, the pumpkin spice latte. Um, what do enterprises do today? You're stuck with, with assets already. How do you get, you know, you, you go, this sounds really good. Pierre's talking about some really interesting things here. You know, I like what Paul's, but what Paul's bringing to the table. And and I understand they can do some things with subscription models, but I you know I'm only halfway through my depreciation cycle on these boat anchors I have. What, what right. do I do? Well, there's 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 a number of vehicles. Uh, you know, one of the more popular one, which 
I've had the opportunity to do a number of times are an asset buyback. Yeah. So you inject money or inject cash into a business to allow them to then do all those other things. So for example, you have, you're, you're sweating your assets or you have assets that are still depreciating. Inject money into that environment so you're able to then utilitize those legacy assets and then start paying for the consumption of those assets, take them off your books, and then transform into a pure evergreen, ageless technology solution where you never have to worry about those things again. Uh, but I think the key is, is a lot of these major organizations are so bogged down with not having the cash to kickstart these programs that asking your, your trusted supplier to perhaps inject that money into your environment is, I think, a very, a very strategic thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it creates a very strong relationship over time. Um, and I've seen this many times. So there's a huge advantage to this because again, you can go do all those other things, those other critical cyber programs. You know, all these other programs you never had the time to do. Now you can do all those other things. And you've de-risked your environment because now you can move at the speed that's comfortable getting your people on, bo- on board and driving those outcomes. Was that kind of the big aha moment when you were looking at Pure? Right, because you've had these concepts going. You know, you, right. w- w- when we talked, when we first met, right, it was a missing about piece. Things that you had done in the past to kind of financially engineer uh, around the, the, this asset, you know, depreciation challenge, and then and then I wonder if you kind of looked at Pure and went, "Oh, okay, Evergreen, that's interesting, ageless." right? Always, well, always evergreen, right? That's why we use the brand, but then also a subscription version of that, right? Consume yes. what you want, when you want it. And oh, by the way, you need to expand, you you need to burst, whatever, we can handle that. Right. And constantly new capability being introduced, right. like a Tesla. Right. You're constantly having new capability made available to you without having to refresh your infrastructure. So uh, I'll give you a great example of this. So in a number of these major, these large transformational programs, we would be patting ourselves on the back and celebrating the fact that we migrated 10, 15 petabytes of data into a brand new infrastructure. And then it would dawn on me, I've got to do it all over again in four years. And that model is something that is has been in place for many, many it's years in mean, IT. It's, it's ingrained in the thing. mind. It's 30 years plus, right? It's 30 years right. plus. And what I saw in Pure is, it, Pure has done s- something pretty amazing and I think sometimes it's very misunderstood that you don't have to do those things anymore. That it's 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 this it's the new world where you migrate into this technology and it's constantly innovating, and you no longer have to worry about having to do it again. And by the way, if you decide to move off our technology, we'll make it easy for you to do that, which is the key, right? You brought this up before. Is we'll make it very easy for you to move anywhere you'd like. Not a problem. We want you to be a happy customer and have a very good experience. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the movie Groundhog Day. And when you mentioned the every three or four years kind of cycle happening, I'm thinking of Phil Connors waking up every day to the same day on Groundhog Day with that alarm. And if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie. It's a fantastic movie and and, uh, has some really interesting philosophical perspectives. But, you know use pure and we can get you out of your groundhog day cycle. You don't have to wake up every three years and go through the migration of petabytes of data. We can, you know, upgrade what you have in place. Or if you're using uh, evergreen storage service ES2, we have the ability to add capacity as you want it and you pay for what you use, right? It is true subscription-based, you know, data consumption. And that was, that was the missing element. So if, you know, through my career over the last 15 years, 
I was constantly searching for that company that was moving in that direction. And I always use the example of, of looking outside of the industry to be inspired. Right. You, you look outside the industry to be inspired and you see that there are technologies out there that continue to evolve over time. Um, this, what Pure has done is, is groundbreaking. Mm. And I don't really think that the stock market, I really don't think that, the, um, that people in IT uh, have fully embraced the concept of not having to be concerned about these things anymore. I think that it'll happen over time, but driving these subscriptions, I think, will, you know, bringing together Evergreen and subscription, bringing those things together and making it very clear that you don't stop innovating. We will continue to innovate. Absolutely. That that's really the key. Yeah, my the, the solution manager that I'm joined at the hip with uh, around our app solutions has a line. He says we we help we help enterprises take storage for granted. Yeah, right. To to not have to worry about those things that that you've had to worry about in the past. You know, it, it's interesting because through my career, I always feel like I, I always felt like I it, I, I felt guilty that I was going to ask for money to transform. Uh, my assets are depreciated. I need to go buy more, and it was it was a strange. This the storage the storage service is always in the position where they're always having to refresh. Yeah. And generally, it's, when you're when you're in the storage world, sh the storage world drives the transformation or the migration of other things, moving on to other compute, you know, moving into the cloud. So it really is the center of the world. So if it is the center of the world and it's your most important asset, which is your intellectual capital. Mm -hmm. No different than having your precious cargo in a Tesla. Sure. You need to make sure the data's journey is a wonderful journey. It's a good one to uh, wrap on. I like that. Very thought-provoking and great stuff. Um, give us give us kind of a call to action, right, for folks, right? If they've liked what they've heard and we haven't really done a ton, you know, we, we've kept right. it kind of devoid of a lot of product and technology talk. Right? That's why I love this kind of, you know, thought leadershipy kind of right. thing. But where, where should they go for more? Or what, what should you offer them to try? What what, what should they go do? I think I think I think they need I think they need to come talk to the cloud business optimization team. Yeah. Come to talk to the ES2 team. Come talk to their their account team. What, what Pure, the journey that Pure is going on is to drive business and digital transformation. And it's not just about storage. And Pure knows that better than anybody. Mm -hmm. Pure is a, is a data management company. Right. And data is, has more value than oil. Yeah. Um, the call to action is investigate. Right. Investigate the value that subscription provides. Because what subscription is, yes, a vehicle to how you pay for something. But when you weave that in like a tapestry to evergreen agile technology, it will stimulate your business transformation. But if you don't consider the people going on that journey, you're going to fail. And you're not going to be able to automate what they do. So the call to action is automate everything with Pure, move to a subscription model, and do all the other things that you never were able to do because your money was always tied up in infrastructure that was slow to adoption and possibly never utilized appropriately. Right. So come talk to Pure. We're ready to talk to you. And we've got great TCO models too, if you want we to do. just kind of kick the tires around these concepts of subscription-based and, and whatever Green can do for you. We've spent a lot of cycles making sure these are really comprehensive. Hey, thanks for coming on the program. This well, thank you for blast. having me. Yeah, I, I love your your specific examples and out-of-the-box out industry <laughs> types of comparisons. I think I've been waiting always, for weeks, months know, to get I on the show. It's great, great to uh, <laughs> have you on. And uh, if you want more information around what Pure can do for you, go to purestorage.com slash evergreen and that'll get you introduced to uh, many of the concepts that we spoke about on the program today. And Paul, we'll get you back on the program 
uh, one of the next times you're in town. This was a lot of fun. It was great. I enjoyed awesome, it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, thank everybody, as usual, for listening, for subscribing, and for telling colleagues. And with that, we'll wrap for Pure Storage and Paul Ferraro. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. <laughs> <laughs>